Chip, distract everyone so I can get my Bible on the right page. Okay. I'll tell, I'll tell everybody your um, credit card number. Oh, yeah. Do that. Okay. That's how you know that we're best friends in the whole world is because you have my credit card number memorized. Oh, absolutely. That's what it takes. Yeah, I'm pretty good at that. All right, I'm on the right page, so. Oh, oh darn. You guys missed story. it. Sad story. You missed it. Sad story. Okay. okay, 2 Samuel chapter 10 today and 1 Chronicles 19 and Psalm 20. Oh, I'm on. I, you know what? I looked at the wrong. This is a good story. Yeah. I looked at the wrong day. I looked at the next one. Ooh. But we got a couple days. We can put that one off. All right, but for today, yeah. uh, we talked about, oh, yeah, David brought Mephibosheth mm. into his table and made Very him nice. part of the, the fam yeah. and to fulfill his covenant with Jonathan. He did. And then yesterday we read some Psalms, mm-hmm. and then now we're back into the narrative here, Second Samuel chapter 10, David defeats the Ammonites. Yes. Sometime yeah. after this, that's Mephibosheth being brought into the family, sometime after this, King Nahash of the Ammonites died, and his son Hanun became king. David said, I'm going to show loyalty to Hanan just as his father Nahash was always loyal to me. So David sent ambassadors to express sympathy to Hanan about his father's death. But when David's ambassadors arrived in the land of Ammon, the Ammonite commander said to Hanan, their master, Do you really think these men are coming here today to honor your father? No. David has sent them to spy out the city so they can come in and conquer it. So Hanan seized David's ambassadors and shaved off half of each man's beard cut off their robes at the buttocks, and sent them back to David in shame. Creative. Yeah. I don't respect it, but I do admire it. No. No other way around. When David heard what had happened, he sent messengers to tell the men, stay at Jericho until your beards grow out, and then come back. For they felt deep shame because of their appearance. When the people of Ammon realized how seriously they had angered David, they sent and hired... 20,000 Aramean foot soldiers from the lands of Beth Rehob and Zobah, 1,000 from the king of Mecca, and 12,000 from the land of Tob. When David heard about this, he sent Joab and all his warriors to fight them. The Ammonite troops came out and drew up their battle lines at the entrance of the city gate, while the Arameans from Zobah and Rehob and the men from Tob and Mecca positioned themselves to fight in the open fields. When Joab saw that he would have to fight on both the front and the rear, he chose some of Israel's elite troops and placed them under his personal command to fight the Arameans in the fields. He left the rest of the army under the command of his brother Abishai, who was at who was to attack the Ammonites. If the Arameans are too strong for me, then come over and help me, Joab told his brother. And if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I will come and help you. Be courageous. Let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. May the Lord's will be done. When Joab and his troops attacked, the Arameans began to run away. And when the Ammonites saw the Arameans running away, they ran from Abishai and retreated into the city. After the battle was over, Joab returned to Jerusalem. The Arameans now realized that they were no match for Israel. So when they regrouped, they were joined by additional Aramean troops summoned by Hadadezer from the other side of the Euphrates River. These troops arrived at Helam under the command of Shobach, the commander of Hadadezer's forces. When David heard what was happening, he mobilized all of Israel across the Jordan River and led the army to Helam. The Arameans positioned themselves in battle formation and fought against David. But again, the Arameans fled from the Israelites. This time, David's forces killed 700 Charioteers, 
40,000 foot soldiers, including Shobach, the commander of their army. When all the king's ally with Hadadezer saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they surrendered to Israel and became their subjects. After that, the Arameans were afraid to help the Ammonites. Yeah. Okay, we're going to jump forward here, right? First Chronicles 19. I didn't get my Bible ready, so distract everyone with my number yeah. again. Yeah, okay. All right, First Chronicles chapter 19. David defeats the Ammonites. This may sound familiar. Sometime after this, that's Mephibosheth being brought to the table of David. Mm-hmm. Sometime after this, King Nahash of the Ammonites died and his son Hanan became king. David said, I'm going to show loyalty to Hanan because his father Nahash was always loyal to me. So David sent messengers to express sympathy to Hanan about his father's death. But when David's ambassadors arrived in the land of Ammon, the Ammonite commander said to Hanan, Do you really think these men are coming here to honor your father? No. David has sent them to spy out the land so they can come in and conquer it. So Hanan seized David's ambassadors and shaved them, cut off their robes at the buttocks, and sent them away or sent them back to David in shame. That was good voice acting. Yeah, that was really good. When David heard what had happened to the men, he sent messengers to tell them, Stay at Jericho until your beards grow out, and then come back. Yeah. For they felt deep shame because of their appearance. That was also very, Thank you. very good. I think we're getting better at this. Yes, yeah. elevating. When the people of Ammon realized how seriously they had angered David, Hanun and the Ammonites sent 75,000 pounds of silver to hire chariots and charioteers from Aram, Naharaim, Aram, Maka, and Zobah. They also hired 32,000 chariots and secured the support of the king of Maka and his armies. These forces camped at Mediba, where they were joined by the Ammonite troops that Hanan had recruited from his own towns. When David heard about this, he sent Joab and all his warriors to fight them. The Ammonite troops came out and drew up their battle lines at the entrance of the city, while the other kings positioned themselves to fight in the open fields. When Joab saw that he would have to fight on both the front and the rear, he chose some of Israel's elite troops and placed them under his personal command to fight the Arameans in the fields. He left the rest of the army under the command of his brother, Abishai, who was to attack the Ammonites. If the Arameans are too strong for me, then come over and help me, Joab told his brother. And if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I will help you. Be courageous. Let us fight bravely for our people in the cities of our God. May the Lord's will be done. When Joab and his troops attacked, the Arameans began to run away. And when the Ammonites saw the Arameans running, they also ran from Abishai and retreated into the city. Then Joab returned to Jerusalem. The Arameans now realized that they were no match. I'm going to keep going here. I love it. They were no match for Israel. So they sent messengers and summoned additional Aramean troops from the other side of the Euphrates River. These troops were under the command of Shobach, the commander of Hadadezer's forces. I would not get too excited about Shobach. Yeah. When David heard what was happening, he mobilized all Israel, crossed the Jordan River, and positioned his troops in battle formation. Then David engaged the Arameans in battle, and they fought against him. But again, the Arameans fled from the Israelites. This time, David's forces killed 7,000 charioteers and 40,000 foot soldiers, including Shobach. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah. He's done. The commander of their army. When Hadadezer's allies saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they surrendered to David and became his subjects. After that, the Arameans were no longer willing to help the Ammonites. Okay. And finally, Psalm 20. 
Psalm chapter 20. Eric, this is for the choir director. Good. And it is a psalm of David. In times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. May he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. May he remember all your gifts and look favorably on your burnt offerings. May he grant you your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy when we hear of your victory and raise a victory banner in the name of our God. May the Lord answer all your prayers. Now I know that the Lord rescues his anointed king. He will answer him from his holy heaven and rescue him by his great power. Some nations boast of their chariots and horses, but we, we boast in the name of the Lord our God. Those nations will fall down and collapse, but we will rise up and stand firm. Give victory to our king, O Lord, answer our cry for help. Nice. All right, that's our reading for today. Another short one. Yeah. Nice. Well, we had some long ones there. So. Mm-hmm. Good to mix it up. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot there. Yeah. So what what do you come away with? What What's so, our application? Yeah. How shall we be changed by so, this? Some chip? repeats there. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so if the Arameans are too strong for me, then come over and help me, Joab told his brother. And if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I'll help you. Be courageous. Let's fight bravely for our people in the cities of our God. May the Lord's will be done. Mm-hmm. You know what I thought of? What do you think of? One of our values. One of our church oh, values. I know what it is. The value of? Creative collaboration. Yeah, they collaborated. They came together and they got it done. Mm-hmm. And they did it so that the God's will would be done. And that's really a great picture of the body of Christ unified together. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we help each other. So... Um, in terms of Eric and I, you know, I, I need him. He needs me. Oh, yeah. We have gifts that complement one another, serve and bless and, and impact one another. And, and the body of Christ is like that as well. You know, we need each other. I need you. You need me and, 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 and vice versa. And we need the body of Christ. And we collaborate together. We come together. I was just reading about this recently in one of the books I'm reading on leadership. But they talked about these leadership silos. Mm-hmm. You know, where those were the days where you had your silo and you did your thing. You focused on your thing. Yeah, watch your lane. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, watch your lane, stay in your lane. It's all about profits and it's not about people. But things have changed. And really, Jesus set the example for this many years ago. And we see it here played out right before us in Scripture where really the picture, you know, of, of followers of Jesus coming together in, in what we call the church today is helping one another. I want you to succeed. I want you to to rise above. I want you to be better and, and to, to grow and to flourish and to shine. And I'll do whatever it takes to help you, to serve you, to love you, to come alongside you so that you succeed. And God's will is done. And mm-hmm. that's the ultimate mm-hmm. result of this. And God gets all the glory. So yeah. think of those people in your life that um, you can serve and help and make successful. You know, so less of you. Um, and, and more of, of, of serving them and coming alongside and, and making someone better. I think that's true success when it comes to uh, leadership and impacting is helping others get better than you and, and succeeding uh, in life and coming alongside and helping out. Love that. Yeah, very true. Good one. So where do you see Jesus here? Well, okay. Let me ask you this. I know it's not in Schobach. No, it's not in Showbach. Yeah, you do not like that guy. No, not a big fan. Bit of a show-off, that Showbach. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, so, okay. Psalm chapter 20 directly ties David's victory to two other victories, to the victory of the people and to the victory of the Lord. Okay. So this song is all about uh, give your give victory to our king, O Lord. This is a song that David wrote for the whole nation to sing. Yeah. So like, they wanted his victory, right? And, um, you know, and this we raise a banner of victory in the name of our God. So like, David's victory is distinctly tied to the victory of God and to the victory of the people of Israel who are following David. Mm-hmm. And we just celebrated Easter. Yeah. This past weekend. Yeah. Uh, sorry for all of you that are a month behind. Uh, but we just celebrated Easter. And there's no greater victory than the one that, that happened on the cross, right? And that victory of Jesus is directly tied to the victory of of God, obviously, of his whole plan for history coming together in that one moment that sin and grave and death would all be conquered all at once. And it's tied to all of the people who will follow him as well they um, share that victory. And so that's very much the tone of Psalm 20 is that the king, David or Jesus, uh, is victorious only on behalf of God, also Jesus. Um, And anyone who follows in that victory, shares in that victory, participates in that victory and reaps the benefits of that victory. And so I see Psalm chapter 20 very much as something that looks forward to this great victory of our king, who is Jesus, who he won victorious, he resurrected, and he has a greater victory yet to come mm-hmm. when you know he comes back and establishes a new heaven and new earth, and we all live with him forever. The victory. The big victory, mm-hmm. the end victory big for all v. victories. So awesome. that's where I see Jesus. Very good. All right. Great. Good stuff. Hey, thanks for joining us today, and um, hope you have a great one. Hope it's productive and powerful. Yeah. And you have victory. And better than yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, take care. See you guys.